can't hide. I can run, but I can't hide. How's it going? Welcome to Open Lines with Mark and Holly. I'm Mark and Holly's here with me. Say hi, Holly. Hello, Mark. How are things? Things are good. We're, uh, we're joined in the, the tarot hut today with some special family. Um, Holly's parents are here with us, sitting in and listening, so just to add a little extra energy. How's it been having your parents visit for the last couple days? It always goes by so fast when you guys are here. And now that you're sitting in the tarot hut in the mess of tangled cords that is the hut, it's awesome. It's awesome. We've been having fun. We've had, I've had a good week. We've been having a lot of fun well, I doing... I guess it's just Monday. It is just Monday. Wasn't I just complaining about Mondays yesterday? Now today I I'm... I suppose you were. I had a great day. Anyway. Good. We're joined. We're joined. And, uh, you know, I've been, uh, I don't know about you, I've been getting a lot of feedback lately the last couple of days like more than normal like people are really interested in what we're doing and i've been having a lot of fun have you heard anything yeah from anybody it's a really good hearing? vibe um just that it's not uncommon to actually have these kinds of experiences and um 
it's not uncommon, I think, to want to share them too. So I'm just really excited. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm in a good place. It's been a good vibe. I just really am excited to hear what these guys have to say. Some of the some Honestly, of the feedback I've been getting I've is been that very excited is for that this show. people I know I know. But before <laughs> we get started, I want to talk about some stuff. Oh. I want to get here have people hear my so voice. We could just jump. Don't right you want to hear my voice? Um, but no, but people have been saying, like, somebody even said today that, like, it's really entertaining listening to us. And I, I know we haven't really talked about it yet, and I haven't told you this, but I'm thinking, like, doing this a lot more often. Maybe not the open lines part, but just from time, maybe even starting a radio channel. And if you're, anyone out there has things <laughs> they want to offer to it, like other people's podcasts we could guest host on the channel, that would be something. All right. We'll I'll talk think about, about that. It. <laughs> So, Jeez, that was out of left field, <laughs> um, Next week, we're going to be talking about glitches in the Matrix. So if you have ever experienced a glitch in the Matrix, and what do you think I mean by that? I don't even want to... I don't want to define what right. that means to you. If you have... Ex- I, I already have a good feeling about... <laughs> I don't... I just... I don't know. I'm kind of feeling... I'm quiet because i want to hear all right all right well we're going to be talking about glitches in the matrix so if you have a glitch in the matrix story you want to talk about hit us up on instagram at art bell is dead send us a dm and let us know we'll set you up uh we'll, we'll hook up on skype and we'll talk about it next sunday uh thank you for joining the monday night episode by the way sorry about yes. last night sorry about last night but here's Although, a sorry, weirdness not, yeah. here's a weirdness that came from last night um so I reposted that thing today about how it felt like Mercury retrograde and Hannah sent me a little astrological report that totally backed up everything that happened, how it just like cropped but up at the Mercury end of the retrograde. day. But it's not Mercury retrograde. It's likened to a Mercury retrograde when so many aspects are in Gemini, which is like a major thing right now. It's like the sun is in Gemini, the moon is in Gemini, that's a duality sign, the new moon is like moving through Gemini and it's trying to crazy with the transit all in Mercury and Gemini is all Mercury based anyway so it's a it's a big communication thing so it's very similar to one. Anyway it was like a periodic thing and then they also repealed net neutrality like late last night and so lots of people actually experienced strange slowdowns, problems with Skype. Um, it was like kind of a phenomenon. So we night. weren't the only ones. No, we weren't the only ones. And then um, someone even commented on that was like, oh yeah, my mom's staying with me right now. And the Gemini energy is crazy. We're really energetic right now. And then I was like, that's crazy. My mom is staying with me right now. She's a Gemini and a real life twin. Are you blaming your mom for what happened last night? She asked me that. <laughs> I, <laughs> she did. She asked me that in the kitchen because I was like ranting. As soon, I was like, this is so crazy. There's so much Gemini energy. And she's like, where are you going with this? Like, are you blaming it on me? And I was like, no, it just, it's a crazy observation. I said that because my moon aspect is Gemini and she's a Gemini. And the moon is in Gemini. Like, we're just both we're really energetic right now that's all I said so I wasn't I mean I've had a wonderful time with you here I can't (laughs) believe you're leaving anyway I don't want to get overly emotional a lot of Gemini energy it was like a mercury retrograde weird phenomena last night may or may not have been related to changes in the literal matrix with this whole net neutrality thing keep your wits about you expect prices to go up in rural areas where service providers already kind of fall through the cracks and things like that good information great great information just wanted to put that out there while we were on topic that's great okay so if you've experienced a glitch in the matrix and you want to talk about it artbellisdead at gmail.com artbell gemini really interesting I think we talked about Art Bell a little bit last night, so Add the, adding the Gemini aspect just yeah. deepens it. All right. I think I got that out of my system. I think that's everything, right? 
I wanted to give a quick blurb just to open the show um, about the silver cord aspect of near-death experiences, out-of-body experiences, and or astral travel. And uh, that's that your etheric body is connected with your physical body by kind of this invisible glue-like string that's like an umbilical cord. Um, If you've experienced that, I want to know. So if you're listening and that's happened to you, DM me. Have you experienced that? No. Yeah, me neither. A lot of people I've have. I've tried. I've tried. Well, the silver cord um, is I mean, like, as far as, like astral if it snaps, travel. that's kind of when you like leave your body for good. But I guess there are techniques kind of like um, mental yogic stretches that can loosen your silver cord and make it easier for you. I guess the average distance that you can kind of hover is about 70 meters. Between 50 and 70 meters is kind of like the point where before the silver cord weakens yeah interesting there's a ton of information on this stuff it's, out it's there. kind of scary it's, i understand why people might be kind of scared uh, and yeah some people find it really spiritual some people find it absolutely terrifying uh, so many people were a little too shy to talk about it but i'll, I'll mention you those who kind of reached out and dm'd privately and and shared little insights with me before this and after my little tirade last night and just my meltdown of not being able to do this podcast because I'm so excited to hear these stories. So well, I'm going to shut up now. Let's hear them. But that's it. I'm I'm ready now. All Thank right. you. All right. Right on. Well, we are first we're going to talk to our friend Rico, if he's there. Rico, are you there? Hello. Can you guys Hi. hear me? Hello. Yeah, Hi. how are you? I'm good. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. Yeah, no problem. I was actually nervous yesterday. I was like, I don't know if I want to go on. And then that happened. I was like, I kind of like that situation happened. And I kind of felt bad at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it all worked out. And I'm glad that you were able to hang with us and talk to us tonight. Oh, yeah, of course. Jump in t- yeah, just jump into it. Um, you Tell guys are talking about, or you mentioned about how it's scary, and it is, like, to a point. Um, for me, if I sleep on my back, or even take a nap on my back, that's when it could happen. And I can only get, like, so far out of my body. It's really strange. Um, but yeah, it could become scary. But at moments, I tell myself it's okay, and I try to even go further and see how far I can go. You're such a rebel. <laughs> but yeah, what, what it actually your... runs my family too. Um, like my sister, the same thing happens to her and then my dad too. It's really interesting. It's weird. What were you going to say, Mark? Oh, I was just wondering, like, why you say that you try to push it further. What do you think this, the, like, what is it in you that's trying to... Like, like, what are you trying to achieve, do you think? Well, I did an investigation on it, and I saw that, like, some people can, like, like float even outside. Like, I can only get, like, so far, like, in my room or in the area that I'm not at. But I read that you can actually go even further, but I read that could be dangerous because of the spirit world. Um, so I'm just very, like, curious on how far I can go since I can do this. How how long have you been doing this? Did you say? When did you start? Uh, what was the I've... thing that made you start? Well, it wasn't like it was just by accident. It's um, it's I just like one time when I was a kid, like I just slept on my back and it happened, and then I think I told my sister about it, and we both were like, "Oh my god!" Like both of us have that same experience, but then we freak out because sometimes it's hard to get back into your body. And you kind of have to, like, kick yourself awake. And it kind of becomes scary because you don't really want somebody to, like, walk in and then see you, like, lifeless there. And you can't wake up. So that's, like, kind of the freaky part. 
Okay, tell us your most profound experience in the astral realm. Um, well, there was an experience where I saw this woman with a black dress and she was like floating above me. Like I was floating outside of my body and then I could see her above me. And that really freaked me out. And I kept yelling at her like, who are you? You know? And then um, I floated back into my body and woke up. And you've seen her more than it one time? Like, or just that once? Uh, yeah. Um, I've seen her before. Like, back in, like, without doing astral projection. Um, and it might be, like, an ancestor of mine. But a psychic told me once. Um, but I'm not too sure exactly. I kind of feel like she is, but yeah. That's interesting because it's like, if if baby if going into like astral projection is like, like, tripping into like another dimension, like, it's it would be like that ancestor is kind of hanging out, but just maybe like one or two dimensions over. And when you once you kind of like pull out of your body, that you're able to see it. Right, yeah. But it's interesting, too, because, like, I can see what's around me, like, here, in this world. It's not like I went to a different world. Right, but what if it's like this, like, there are so many dimensions layered in this world, so it's still seeing the physical world, but there are all these other things going on in the... Yeah. Yeah, and I believe like they describe them as kind of subplanes. Right. Like, there are just many small subplanes stacked on each other so like once you get through the first layer that yeah it, it can get kind of scary fast probably in the spirit world you probably could encounter some power powerful entities on deeper levels do you have any moments like that where maybe you have pushed the envelope a little too far and seen something that maybe made you not want to uh, just that experience was like pretty freaky for me. But I haven't had that experience seeing like that person again. So, yeah. But the freaky part is like trying to wake yourself up again. Like when you don't want to astral project, like you don't want an out of body experience, it's trying to get yourself back into your body and wake yourself up. That could become kind of freaky. Interesting. So do you have like physical technique to kind of slip back into your body or is that like something that you will to happen mentally that you just have to concentrate uh, on? Yeah, it's mostly concentrating like on moving your body, like kicking your feet is usually what the strategy is. Even my sister does that too. Like we both try to focus on kicking our physical body's feet to wake us up, wake us up from it. But what's strange is, like, I heard that people meditate to do it and stuff, but, like, when I meditate, like, I, I can't even do it. But I know for sure, usually, when I fall asleep, only on my back, that it could happen. There's a possibility. What we need to do, Rico, is figure out how to harness this power. <laughs> Instead I just of, like, really want to see how far I could... <laughs> I just, yeah, I know. Like, I really just want to see how far I can go. You know, like, floating-wise, like, if I could actually, like, fly somewhere. I mean, that would be pretty cool to me. Yeah, I guess that's true. Like, it's kind of dreaming when you actually are able to fly, and it's a much different experience when you're having kind of a waking astral projection. It's it's really not very dreamlike at all. It's But it's meditative. And that's interesting mm -hmm. that maybe you just like go into a natural meditation when you rest, like you're some, I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. Naturally and then, He's naturally Zen. But, but another thing is that's <laughs> weird too <laughs> recently is like I can hear the electricity of me coming out of my body sometimes. Like I can hear this like electricity in my ears while I'm coming out. Like it's like an energy thing. It's weird. When you're when you're 
trying to come out of it? Are you back in your body, just trying to wake up, or like, are you do you are you looking down at your body, trying to like get back into it? Like when you say you kick your legs, are you back in your body at that point, or are you like looking up from above, trying to get that body below to kick its legs to maybe no pull you down? Yeah, I'm like literally laying inside my body, and almost trying to like connect myself again. So then, like kicking yourself, it kicks you out of it. Yes, but it's not like I'm about looking at myself. About it's like being able to it's like an overlay. Very far. It's like an overlay. Interesting. Yeah, but but it's like like you were saying earlier, Holly, that like there's this cord where like you want to go travel like and and fly around because you hear about that. You hear about that being a case where people can do that and like explore the world. Right. But when you were just talking about the cord that you could only go thirty to fifty meters. Or you think they're talking about something different when you're actually traveling? No, because I think at that point, uh, most... I don't want to make generalizations because everybody has different experiences. But it's kind of a common thing that kind of once you have stretched that cord beyond that point, um, you kind of then enter the tunnel. That kind of swirling cloud vortex that moves you through the next couple of dimensions very swiftly where kind of to a place where it's much easier to lose your path it's a little daunting you know so there's a reason why you're connected you know within your right. sphere so it's basically you're hmm. about mastering travel without being connected to your sphere it's like right yeah, yeah and these are concepts that are discussed kind of regular on the reg in uh, theosophy and hermetics, things like that. So, some old school. Well, I've stuff, noticed that Egypt stuff. I noticed that like it feels tougher to try to go further, like as you were saying, like with the cord, like I could feel it like pulling back. It's like one of those things where like they attach the bungee cord to your back exactly. and you try to run like at the fair. Exactly. Yeah. It snaps you back. Yeah. Yeah, like it makes yeah. you weaker the further you go, like because I guess maybe it's like pulling you back to not want to go yeah, further. It's elastic in mm -hmm. nature. I could do that. Quite elastic. Interesting. Awesome. Yep. <laughs> but it's funny. Like I told my dad about this because he could do it too. But his theory is that we are used to sleeping on our stomachs and so then when we sleep on our backs our head is not developed enough so we're getting like some type of brain like damage <laughs> interesting <laughs> so he, does he does he does your dad yeah. look at it as actual like astral projection or out of body or is he looking at it as more of just a, a damaged part of your brain that's making you think that it's happening yeah yeah a damaged part of the brain that's an interesting thing that's just yeah because I remember telling him that, and that's feel? what he would tell me. I don't know. Like, I kind of—it doesn't make sense to me <laughs> what he's saying, but yeah, and especially because my sister can do it too. So it's yeah. I don't know. Do you like doing it? At times, or yeah, it it's fun. Like, I'll try to do it. Like. Um, I'll try to do it, like, if I feel like, hey, tonight, you know, I want to see if I could do it, but sometimes it won't work out, and sometimes it does, and it just gets freaky, because then it's hard to get back into your body again. Interesting. Hmm. I love it. I like hearing about people that actually can do anything, because there was a while there where... I was trying. I was doing all the techniques, but you, they get there's a point where they it kind of, you get this kind of vibration, and that's where I always chicken out mm -hmm. early in the game when I chicken out because <laughs> I just out don't in want the lucid I, state right before the lucid state because I don't know I just don't know that I'm ready for it. Interesting. A vibration? Do you mean like, like I'm gonna die? Oh yeah, I just feel like as wow. you're like it, it, it seems like it happens easier for you where you you can like just slip out of your body but it's it's almost it's like the moment of like leaving the body where it's like it's it's not a physical vibration but it, it it's more of an internal thing 
Mm-hmm. The whoosh yeah. in your ears. The whoosh, yes. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's the electricity I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. That's the sound. Yeah. Exactly. It's weird. Right on. <laughs> and you hear that when you're just walking around sometimes? No, I hear it sometimes when it's happen- It's starting to happen. Like, I guess it's, it's more of a slow disconnection. Not the trigger, but the... Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever have migraine headaches? No. Interesting. No, I don't. <laughs> I'm She's taking notes. <laughs> no, because right, I often really, get I don't know, that like, whooshing... Or I get a big headache. Yeah, yeah. So that's interesting, and it and mm-hmm. I feel very electric. Yeah. And in nature, so but it it usually happens before I have a big headache. That same mm. kind of thing. Hmm. But I usually it's weird because when I have a headache, you know, it hurts for a really long time, and then when it ends. I kind of find myself in a weird kind of vibratory state, kind of out of body, disconnected, and I usually kind of get a little strange euphoria on the come down, and I usually have some kind of weird psychic breakthrough or some creative motivation go off in my head that I have to go follow. So, and I know you find inspirations in similar ways because, um, I don't know, we just, we have a weird kind of psychic connection anyway but um it's just interesting that you i've never heard you talk about the whoosh in your ears or anything but that's something that yeah i've had for a really long time so that's cool i mean it's not cool but i wonder what the connection is then no but yeah yeah but yeah yeah, i want to see if i can learn how to do it myself though without you know just you know accidentally doing it it feels like like i want to see if i could just make it happen right more of a willful thing yeah so then i know what's going going on right yeah because like sometimes i just get confused i'm like oh shit oh this is happening again but yeah right like i rather find out how to harness the power that's what i said yes yes exactly yeah exactly interesting (laughs) I'm interested to see how this develops for you now that you've kind of like put it out there in the universe, how you're, how it's going to develop in you and how far you might push it. I'll be interested to hear. Yeah. I might get freaky. Hey, hey Rico, would, would you mind, would you mind telling us how can people get a hold of you on Instagram in case somebody's listening that, uh, might know where you at, where you're at and what stage you're at and might be able to give you a couple not saying it'll happen give you a couple tips and trips and maybe someone out there is listening that might be able to connect with you to help you harness that power is there a way to get in touch with you um yeah um you can go to my photography page it's easier to remember it's uh rico jc photography and they can message me there cool rico jc photography if anyone out there I, i i just have i don't know i just have this feeling like somebody is wanting going to want to get a hold of him right because on. of this yeah that'd be cool i'm sure of it and maybe they could yeah. show me how to just like for me to do it myself you know yes yeah or maybe there's somebody that like just just experiencing the same things you're experiencing yeah and is also just as confused and maybe can be a support group yeah <laughs> or we find out <laughs> or we find out it's just brain damage like my dad said <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> it might be it might be everything's possible you have to live in a world where everything's possible and that's a possibility if rico has brain damage i really have brain damage well that's not a very yeah well strong (laughs) hey you know (laughs) metaphysics is an interesting field and we're interesting people so absolutely you absolutely are interesting people Thanks, Rico. Well, we really Rico, thank you right so much. It's just—it's great to hear uh, that perspective, a uh, year firsthand perspective. Yeah, you're welcome. And I'm sure we'll be talking to you again soon. Yeah, for sure.
Okay, we're gonna talk to Deborah now. Um, I have no idea what experience Deborah has, but I'm stoked to hear about it. Hi there. Hi there, Deborah. <laughs> hey, Deborah. I'm here. Thanks for joining us again. Um, you joined sure. us last week, and um, I just I just know you have so much to also <laughs> so much information to provide us on this topic that we wanted to have you back again. Well, I, I appreciate want to hear about these well, I had all the above, um, out of body, astral travel, and near death. Um, I guess I'll start with the first one that I experienced first. And uh, I honestly do not remember a time that I wasn't able to go out of my body. It was just natural for me. As a child, I can remember... Um, sitting at the uh, kitchen table um, and there was food in front of me I didn't really want to eat this is a really big conscious time for me because I did ask questions about it and the next thing I knew I could see the you know plate with the food I didn't want but I also was in my bedroom and I was hanging around on the top of the ceiling and looking at all my toys. And then I kind of come down a bit and, you know, grab a doll or something like that. And I just remember saying to my mother, Mommy, I was probably three, three or four. Mommy, am I upstairs or am I downstairs? It was very confusing to me. And I would also go and wander above the trees in the neighborhood and, you know, look at the squirrels and the birds and just kind of go around our block. It's, it's interesting, as a kid, I would go different places in the house and in the neighborhood, but I wouldn't go further than that. But it was more out of just curiosity and just not wanting to be wherever I was. And, um, and then if there was some discord uh, in the house and it just wasn't pleasant, well, then that was a really great opportunity to just go somewhere else. So that was very young. And then um, I started really seriously meditating and doing a TM and yoga when I was 14 after um, someone from the Maharishi came and spoke at my uh, high school. And after when I started meditating, then I realized that after meditation, or if I thought about something, or I had a question, and I was very scientifically oriented, I actually could go and astral travel if I wanted to, to understand how the universe began, the next thing I knew, I was like whoosh, flying out to the far reaches of the universe, watching all, watching every, all the, um, the formation of the universe, basically. I can see it very, very clearly. It's kind of gets to be, I saw, you know, as a teenager, what you're now seeing with Hubble. That, to me, is my, it, it's very natural place for me to be. And um, in school, when I was asked experiments and whatnot, I could go just somewhere where and see things happening. You know, if it was some physics experiment in college, I could just see it occurring. So... Um, that's just a natural part of who I am. I've actually always felt more comfortable on the spirit plane. That that's my home, and I'm a visitor here. And there was some purpose my for my being here. But um, I do also know that I can when I meditate, and I do hear the electricity. That was so interesting because I was just thinking about that today. Earlier after I meditated, the electricity was so loud in my ears. I was almost covering them up. 
um, yeah, I do hear electricity. So that's kind of an interesting thing, very interesting for me to hear other people. Um, but I can do it at will. Uh, usually what the things I'm telling you about just happen when I'm in a certain frame of mind. But um, I can decide that I want to go to Laguna Beach and I will just go out of my, I will meditate for a few minutes and then I'll just picture myself going out of my crown chakra and I go through the ceiling and through the roof and then up and I, you know, you, we're each on either side of the mountains, so I will go over the mountain and I'll see, you know, um, the mountains and Temecula and then, you know, go to the ocean and then hit Oceanside and just, and sometimes I'll dip down and just let my toes like dip in some waves along the way. So you and, actually physically feel your whole body Oh yeah, very much. Oh yeah, and I feel the the air, you know, either cool or warm. I it never gets uncomfortable, but I definitely have a sense of my surroundings. And what's very interesting is, um, and people close to me know that if I'm thinking about a place or wanting to go or plan making a plan to go to a place, and I think about it enough, I actually project myself and see myself there doing the things I want to do. And sometimes I'll just cancel the trip because I've already done it. I've been there. I've already just spent time there. So it's kind of funny that way. Now, the other thing, the near death thing, there are a couple of times that I've been declared EOA. I have, I have had some very severe allergies and things which I'm very much working um, on the in the quantum field and in my light body to make these things much much less than they have been but uh, when I was 19 I was not feeling very well I came home from college and instead of staying in my dorm I stayed at my parents and um I guess something was affecting me. I just remember getting very drowsy, being very strange. And um, I remember my cat standing on top of me screaming. And that's the last thing I remember. And then, um, you know, sort of in the body at that time, there's a little while where I didn't really have too much of a memory. And then... Um, the next thing I knew, I was in the hospital up the street that was like three blocks away in ICU in the emergency room. And my father, I, I was looking down on my body and I looked pretty bad. <laughs> and my father was yelling at a couple of doctors and people. And they told him that I was dead and he needed to accept it, that I hadn't had oxygen to my brain for a long time because my parents didn't, you know, had been gone out of the house. They didn't, you know, I guess they came up and found me apparently already blue. So um, my father just said, you know, you're going to put her on life support. You're going to get her, you know, you're going to do whatever. I don't care what it costs. And they were arguing with him. And my father started to grab the guy's throat and said, you want to know what death feels like? <laughs> so, <laughs> I remember kind of being amused at that. And I was just watching all of it. And then, do you um, remember, you know, do you remember if you were like feeling scared or feeling at peace? Do you remember anything about, like, just how your no. state of mind, like, your state of being was? No, I, just, I know, I was just curious, and being above things, and hanging out and watching was normal to me anyway. But I did see my body wasn't normal, but it was really interesting, because I felt that I was pretty much dead, but it was, um, I was going to get to the next part, which was, none of this was scary to me. It was just interesting. I had interest. And then 
the next thing, they moved me, and then I was in sort of like this theater sort of thing, this larger thing, and there were a zillion machines hooked up to me, and um, I was just hanging out, and I was listening to things people were saying. There were people that were just complaining about even working on me, and um, they were all talking about, I, I heard my father come in, too, my parents came in, and they were telling um, him that I was a vegetable and that this was just really ridiculous and that they said she will never regain consciousness and she only has a 20% chance of surviving very long at all, even on the machines. So um, I thought, thought, oh, well, that's interesting. But, uh, okay, now at this point, I started to look beyond all the drama going on, you know, while I was looking down the ceiling. And then I started to look up and look around. And by the way, I was very happy up there. So there was no trauma going on with me and I was feeling no pain. And then I just saw this amazing light. And then I saw just all these wonderful light beings. And I saw, you know, my favorite grandma and all of that kind of out but beyond you know they were they were out a distance but there was such an incredible sense of love and safety and peace and happiness that I'd never experienced on the earth plane not ever and I was just really happy up there I was just I was like I don't want to go back in that body you know it doesn't look like a whole lot of fun and um so I was in coma for several days, and I would go sometimes a little bit closer to the light, but I did sort of hang around the drama because, you know, they were, it was felt like they were just keeping me connected to my body, but I would have preferred to go on. So at one point, I heard people talking about, Again, they were like prodding at me and saying, this is such a waste of time and money because she's gone. And, and I just thought, well, let me be gone. I had this sense when you're talking about the silver cord, I had this sense that they were keeping me connected. And I wanted to go into the light and the love and the warmth and the happiness. And I felt I was really home up there. I had no interest in going back to my body or my family or anything because I felt like my true family, my true connection was, you know, just beyond where I was. You know, I could see it just off beyond me. And, um, you know, people were there with open arms waiting for me and, and, and light beings and that sort of thing. So... I just thought, okay, I've had it with this. So <laughs> the next thing I know, back in my body, and I'm and I sit upright. Now remember, they think I'm brain dead. <laughs> all of this, I sit upright, and I start screaming at them, "Leave me alone! You let me go to the light!" and um, I tell the, this guy, I started using the F word and I'd never used that in my life. And I was like, <laughs> leave me the F alone. Just let me be. I'm happy up there. And then all of a sudden I felt the pain and everything. And I'm like, Oh God, I made a boo-boo because coming back, <laughs> coming back to yell at them, I went, had to go back in my body. And by the way, you know, this was, when I was 19, people weren't talking about this so much and everything. And I was telling them things that I, they were saying and how angry it had just made me that I had to get, you know, talk to them to shut them up, you know. And they couldn't hear me when I was up on the ceiling. So there you go. <laughs> That's my experiences. Amazing. Oh, well. Experience things all the time. Oh, I should tell you one other thing, which is very interesting. You know, I worked at a gallery for a number of years, and I did bring in one of my a friend that very spiritual to work with us. And um, she would. Um, sorry about the ding. <laughs> um, no worries. A message. Um, she 
would occasionally see me sitting over in the corner. I'd be doing work or whatever, and then I, I decided that I needed a bit of a break to go outside. So I would, I knew how to, I believed, you know, just sit at my desk and go out from the top of my head and be, you know, up in the mountains or something for a bit. You know, I was taking my my break at my desk, so to speak. And I just remember coming back and kind of just seeing all of a sudden her, seeing her in front of me. And I still would keep an awareness around me. And she just looked at me and said, well, where were you visiting, Deborah? You're obviously out of your body. You were not here. <laughs> you know, and she said, you look so happy and relaxed and content. You are not here. <laughs> so, anyway. I love it. Are... I love it. <laughs> and I, I think, you know, the guided meditation can help a lot. The idea of, of, of being able to go out of your body and travel around and, and just visualize, you know, first being very, very grounded, you know, seeing light coming from the top of your head through the bottom of all the way through your body and all the chakras and just getting very, very grounded, seeing the light go very, very deep into the earth. But um, hey, speaking hey, hey, mm-hmm. Deborah. I want to just ask you, going back to to what what Rico was talking about and what I experienced myself of it kind of being a scary thing, and maybe you've been doing it for so long, so long that you're going to have to go way back in your memory <laughs> to think of it. But was there ever a time that it was scary to you when you were first starting, or maybe because it was out of the ordinary, like like the people that are scared of it? Like, is there? Can you do you know if there's a reason for that? Well, you know, I have seen some very scary things in my body because I can have d- different dimensions and different par- parallel universes starting to bleed into my, you know, and I've sometimes seen some rather dark things come and go um, or had when I've uh, been in a group, a meditation group which I'm very cautious about meditation group with people um, because they're carrying different energies and I pick it up on their vibratory level. But honestly, I never, I think it's really where your vibration is when you leave. And I think because I never had any fear about it and it was all light and happy to me always that I didn't attract anything scary because I had no scary thoughts, if that makes sense to you. It's, you know, I wasn't in this state of mind. I've not been, when I'm doing that, because it is natural, I can't remember not being able to do it. Well, you know, I guess I don't have any real memories. Well, yes, I do, going back even beyond three of being... Out up on the ceiling but um, you know it is interesting I, I don't have when you were talking about having being afraid of leaving my body or going farther um, I realize now I only now realize that as a child I didn't go any farther than um, you know the house or or our neighborhood I think probably I wasn't allowed to cross the street <laughs> so I just go around the <laughs> you were just following you were just a, a good kid following the rules right. I think that's it it's just I think it just now occurs to me because I just realized wow you never even cross the street and you know we lived in the city so you know you you can walk around the block but you can't cross the street to the next block you know Anyway, it's it just I never saw anything scary. I never was scared. I never felt that I couldn't come back. And I'd always I well, you know, there are things where it's pretty amazing and spectacular. For instance, when it turned uh, two thousand, the year two thousand, and everyone was talking right before then, and everyone was talking about Earth changes and what was going to happen. I did ask. Yes, 
Yes, I did ask Gaia. I went up on a on like a cliff above water, the water, and um, meditated, and then asked Gaia, you know, to please give me insights. And you know, she's just started laughing and said, "Let me show you my child," and took me out of my body. And then I went above the earth, and then we went back through eons and. Uh, through, well, tens of thousands of years, hundreds of thousands, and millions of years, and seeing all the different calamities, all these different things of people coming and going, of, of eruptions, of things hitting the earth, of, of the earth having um, atmosphere, the no atmosphere, and, you know, it was very dramatic, you know, with these, you know, volcanic eruptions all around, um, and, and so it was, you know, I was, I would say I was odd and that would be the closest I was to being afraid, but I, I never, it never occurred to me that she'd let anything happen to me or that being out there, but that was just very dramatic. And I would say I was tense. But I wasn't really scared, but it was just so awe-inspiring. And um, so she just said that that there will always be that how much she had and she, the planet Earth, had lived through for so long. And she just said, uh, don't be afraid, my child. There will always be a place for those who stand in the light. So, um, yeah, that would be my, what I would call my scariest because it was highly dramatic and I was just, you know, I'm sure hovering over the earth and going back in time and I've gone back in time many times and I've gone forward in time as well. Um, because time is all now. Save that, one for another, save that one for another one when we talk about that. All right. <laughs> Going forward. In well, time. anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, no, I've not really been scared. That would be the closest to scared. But it was more just, you know, kind of, I'm sure I looked like big eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and if there's anything I can do to help people relieve fear about going out there I think that that expect you get what you expect perhaps in some ways that if you fear something dark you may see something dark if it never occurs to you to see anything dark maybe maybe interesting I love that I love it thank you so much Deborah. wait oh oh my gosh wait okay Please, let me breathe for a second. Okay, this was a lot of information I was absorbing. Um, I just, when, when you say you were, that you go above the earth, out into the cosmic realms, did you, do you ever experience the tunnel at any point while you're um, skipping through dimensions? Um, I would say that when I go far out, you know, beyond the solar system, that it is a sense of a tunnel, or shall I say a wormhole or a portal, where things are kind of circular around me and whooshing by very quickly. I would say, yes, you could call it that. I've never, I've never given it a name. I just see it, but I would say yes. And um, as far as the tunnel, when I was, you know, DOA, so to speak, um, or close there too, um, that I could see, you know, a place with light and getting lighter and lighter beyond, you know, in a certain area that I, that's where I would have gone towards. But truly, the light was all around me, and I was surrounded by love and loving beings. I don't know if that helps. 
I think that really helps. I thank you so much for sharing such an intimate portrait of your actual powers. It's amazing that um, it's funny. It's even powers to me. It's just life. It's just normal. It's just your natural. <laughs> your natural state is like the like observer on these yes. just multiple levels and uh, I, I love that about you and uh, I just had I wrote so many notes to take away but I'll I'll take a deep breath thank you so much for sharing from such a thank you much for giving me the opportunity oh you're and so please, welcome Holly. Um, please uh, remember well I won't need to say remember because I'll remember but um, I love that little teaser we're going to save you for the upcoming episode so that you can expound greatly on what it's been like for you to um, observe things in the future that's going to be yes yes please join us again I love that teaser okay because that was a note that I made I'm like I really want to okay we're going to talk about that, but we're going to talk about it in detail. All right. Another week. Yes, we're going to save it. We're going to meditate Pleasure. on it. And thank, thank you, you Holly. So I just wanted to say thank you, Holly, for the observation of that I'm really a, an observer, because that is rather how I feel, but I never really said that. So thank you. Of course. Well, I mean, we're quite connected, too, and I love that you kind of share from that star seeds perspective where um oh, i'm just i'm so full of emotion right now just listening to your to your story and just uh are our the range. Home. we are the stars we are the stars that's the whole point it's not scary because what i'm seeing is that's it's our being created we are created out of the stars and we are from the stars. We are the stars. That's beautiful. And I love that you are aware that you need to be practicing psychic hygiene within group meditations. You can't Absolutely. just go willy nilly no. into those things no, when no, you have no. powers like and intuition like you have. Um, thanks for sharing that. I, I appreciate the tips. Absolutely. My pleasure. It's important for anyone and everyone. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much, Deborah. I'm sure we will be, I know we'll be talking soon. Have a great <laughs> right. rest of your night. You too. Thank you. Wow. So, what do you think? What do I think? Is it Ooh. real or is it imagined? It's definitely real. You think? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know. I know. You I You're know trying you to get a reaction out of me because I'm, <laughs> I'm totally into this. But and don't I you think? I mean, let me play devil's advocate. Maybe you'll use your notes and your answer to me. All right. It, do you don't you think it's possible that all these things that the kind people we've talked to tonight have told us about? are things that just take place in our brain and it's not an actual leaving of the body but just our brain providing us the sensation of leaving our body I believe we discussed this on an earlier podcast but I mean hearing what you've heard tonight like what like what would you say to that question hmm I don't know but what do you have let's hear your notes and see how you might like like Win me over, like bring Win me to you your over? side of thinking. Does it take place in the brain? Not that I don't already have that side. Do of I thinking, have but brain for the damage? people that are that, I don't know. For <laughs> for the people that believe you do have brain damage, I'm not saying it's me. There are probably all right. That's but a fair for the people argument. that think that yeah. out there, for people who are listening that are thinking that are saying, this is all just a, it's just a dream. It's not actually leaving your body. It's just a dream. What would you say? Um. I, I suppose that's a possibility, but you can't really prove anything is really taking place outside of your mind at this point. I mean, we already kind of talked about simulation theory. I mean, there's just no proof that your consciousness is based within your brain. It's non-local. It's already out there. You're going to it. 
This is the state of illusion, baby. It's all illusion, so it doesn't matter if that's illusion. Is that what you're saying? It's a, it's an opinion. <laughs> anyway, Everybody's here are my notes one. to win you over. All right. Where am I going with this? Psychic hygiene. I talked about that with her. That was great. So I noticed that um, some gr some congruencies between the two stories, one of them being that they both kind of naturally have been able to flow in and out of these dimensions from an early stage of innocence. Because Rico was doing it as he was a kid. Um, he says his whole family has the ability to kind of lift off at least to a a mirrored or a, a layered kind of kind of state but kind of you know they, they took it on young at a stage of innocence um, I love Deborah's story about ditching work to just like astral travel because like yeah that's kind of the harnessing <laughs> we were talking about harness that power like if you can be sitting there doing your monotonous job and like also in Tahiti you should, there, definitely, you should definitely, definitely also be in Tahiti. <laughs> Absolutely. But um, she's a star seed. So, or, I mean, I, I won't speak for her, but um, she has a lot of characteristics likened to very sentient light beings from the cosmic realm. Deborah does, and she always just blows me away every time she comes with a story. And then the other weird thing was that I made a Y2K reference earlier today. And so two Y2Ks in one day. That's funny. It was, it's interesting too what she was talking about how she like took the trip back in time to all the things that have happened through, over the eons and like to think of how everyone was so crazy over this dumb thing of Y2K. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that turned out to be nothing. Exactly. It's funny. It's funny. The things we get all worked up about and then the things we miss and let slide like what is actually happening right now i don't know it's a it's weird out there it's weird out there but um this was so awesome it was great thanks everyone for joining us for another episode i think this is what our third one together i don't know is it i think so or fourth fourth maybe i don't know it Something doesn't matter like um if you count last night, I don't know. Well, why wouldn't you count last night? Because it was a ramble. Oh, come on. I thought it was great. We'll talk to you next